Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in today on this beautiful summer day as we come off of the Memorial Weekend and uh, going into summer. I mean, I'm just thinking it's like six months in two weeks will be Christmas. Mm. Mm. Do you think I can know? So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. This is WNZN Radio 89.1 FM coming from Lorain, Ohio. If the signal's not real clear, on your radio where you might be located, then you can just live stream us. And that would be mm. www.wnzn.org. WNZN.org. So I'm here uh, taping today with my good friend Tristan Abood. Good to have you, Tristan. Good to be here, Mr. Martha. Thank you for having me. Home from school. It, actually, you're going into what, junior year? Yes, sir. At the, at the Grove City College, really good college, just yes, out of the Ohio. Pennsylvania border. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Really exactly well right. Respected. So good to have you here. And we're going to talk about a topic that is really big for mm. kids in college, but it's really big for a lot of people. Right. Um, and that is the will of God. Right. Uh, this is like maybe besides knowing there's, there is a God is to know what is God's will. Right. And we'll talk about that today. And I just want to open it up a bit by remembering that Jesus in the Garden of Eden, I'm sorry, the Garden of Gethsemane, we're going to look at the Garden of Eden, too. That was on my mind. Mm. But he would say, not my will, but thy will be done. Talking right. about his relationship with his Heavenly right. Father. The idea being that he came to do his will. That mm. was really the purpose of Jesus coming to this earth, right. was to do the will of the Father. And matter of fact, the first words he spoke that are recorded in the Scripture is when he's 12 years old at the temple, and his... Mary comes back mm, with Joseph. Mm, they misplaced mm -hmm, him. They don't know where mm -hmm. he's at. They find him in the temple teaching the wise men. Right. And they said, where did this little boy get this wisdom? And his parent, and Mary says, we were frightened. We didn't know where you were at. And he says, did you not know I must be about my father's business? Right. right. And at the end, on the cross, oh, he yes. would say, uh, it is finished. Right. And then, Mr. Martha, you've, you've taught me in the past that when he says that, he's really saying, what is finished, right? Well, it's his father's business, right? Exactly. The right. first words to the last. It's really it's such a cool arc of... Inclusio, this, this, they call so it. So cool. Yeah, such right. a cool inclusio. So, so, okay. So, let's see. Now, there's a big overarching will of God. We know right. when you were going to open up by those three verses in the Lord's Prayer. You were just saying. Yes. So in Matthew 6, um, it kind of says like, okay, thy kingdom come. Well, here, let's do the whole thing. The Lord is, or I'm sorry. So thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. So let's, let's think about this for a second. So in the Old Testament, all right, the law is extremely external. There were a certain set of rules. There were a certain set of ways to cleanse yourself if you broke the rules. And God's relationship was with one people who he had made his own, right? Mm -hmm. They were his people. And... In the New Testament, now it's the same God, and we've you and I always talk about how, right, like just what we just said with like in the beginning, Jesus said this, and at the end of his life, he said this. Like there's mm -hmm. a very clear pattern. So God isn't changing. He's not changing his structure. He's just, it's a new covenant. So how do we know, right, because, you know, a lot of the times when I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and what's God's will, like for example, I'm trying to decide if I want to move to North Carolina mm -hmm. after I graduate college. I asked you this. I'm like, Mr. Murtha, how do I how do I know what God's will is? Because it sounds so easy. Like people will say, "Oh, it just wasn't God's will," or "Oh, it's God's will." Right. What does that really What does that really mean? First of all, like, yeah. how do we know what God's will is? Okay. And do we know anything in the New Testament that God specifically says is His will? Right. Okay. Good question. That might be a good place to start. Good comment. So, so first of all, what the Bible reveals, of course, in the beginning, God creates. The universe, the earth, right. and animals and plants. And then right. ultimately on the sixth day, he creates Adam and Eve, creating his own image. And we know that he gives them commands. He gives them prohibitions. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. You will surely die. And so what happens then, of course, is we see the break. We see the separation of man from that relationship with God. And right then, in a sense, his will starts actually even before he creates man. His will is mm. this creation, this yes. universe, this cosmos, yes. which displays his glory. Like an artist, with his paintings and his artwork display something about the painter or the artist. or the, Now, of course, with God, with the creator. But with man, once he breaks fellowship and turns his back on God, God's will is to restore that relationship. That's a very important thing, Trista, because... That's good. That theme is going to run right. all the way through 
the whole arc of the scripture. And that's why when you right. open with the Lord's Prayer, right. our Father, our Father who art in heaven, right. hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come right. on earth. As it is in heaven. Oh, Mr. Martha, I just had a thought. Go okay, kind of going off of what you said in the Garden of Eden and tying that back to the, the Lord's Prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as in heaven. Okay. So, first, God gave Adam and Eve, Eve rules. You said that, right? Like he said, mm -hmm. he gave them basically like one Commands. Rule. Or command. Okay, right. Multiple. A commandment, right? Mm -hmm. He gave them a commandment. Um, man breaks the commandment, right? Like he eats from the, the, the forbidden tree mm -hmm. and that leads to separation with God. Would you say that it's fair to say that separation with God was created because man's will was different than God's will? Uh, yeah, in a sense, yeah. Okay. I mean, because what differentiates man from an animal or from a tree or from a planet is we have what's called agency. We right. have capacity for free will. Right. That's a really important right. thing where a squirrel basically does a squirrel's right. thing. Okay, he's kind of pro. A tree does a tree thing. They got, right. they got their program, in right. a sense. You know, so, Mr. Martha, then, let, let, me, let me build off that point. That's a good point. So, okay, so you've said man has the ability to think on their own, right? And we've mm -hmm. already just confirmed that man um, that man's will is different than God's, and that's what led to the initial separation, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so if that's true, then let's tie that into the Lord's Prayer a little. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool how um, when Jesus is praying, he says, first, thy kingdom come, right? Because, okay, man's, or well, Lucifer, let's start off mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Lucifer, his fall was a, was induced because Lucifer thought that his will should be executed instead of God's. I mean, it was partially because it was because of his pride, right? right. But mm -hmm. but that led to his own will being deemed in his own mind higher than God's. So Lucifer rebels, he falls. Man believes his will should be above, well, in this case, it, it should be above God's. How else could you think of it? Right. Man disobeys God, takes his own will above the Lord's will, and he falls. Right now, with this, I really like this prayer: "Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Because I think Jesus sees right here. I don't think I, I'm pretty confident mm -hmm. he knows. The first thing that has to happen is God's will has to be established over man's first. Because if it's His kingdom, right? Right. Right. You you've said in the past that we're in foreign territory, right? Right. So we're, in other words, we're we're an, uh, if you will, a planet in rebellion. This right. this this earth is right. in a fallen condition right. as a result of this right. break. Not just man, but even creation itself, thorns and thistles start coming out and right. everything is in a kind of a... But how does God restore his kingdom, Tristan, right. is the key. And a kingdom simply means there's a king and a king has authority, right. has rulership. And his, right. his servants, as it right. were, um, either come under that right. or don't come under that. That's why it's, right. Jesus will say in the Sermon on the Mount... <clears throat> Seek ye first the kingdom, kingdom of, of God and right. his righteousness. See, so you're ah. seeking this kingdom right. and coming under that authority. Or we're rebelling right. and we don't want him. Like because, I said when, at right. the trial of Jesus, we do not want this man to rule over right. us. Because as you want... said, like a king is above everyone in his kingdom, right? Exactly. So right. for the Lord's kingdom to come, his will truly needs to be above yeah. us all. Okay, okay. So it's coming it, it, when you get to the end of the age. Right. Uh, Isaiah 66, the, the last chapters of the book of Revelation, however it's interpreted, you see he actually reorders the cosmos themselves, a new heaven, a new earth. Right. The lion lies down with the lamb. The little child can put his hand on a cobra's right. nest. Uh, nature itself is restored, but man is now restored. Right. It, that right alignment with God, right. uh, as it were. Uh, his kingdom has finally come. That's right. why the Bible says, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay. That's why we should really not ever bow a knee to a, a, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, right, and ideology, right, right. any of these things, as much as to bow the knee right. to the kingship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. And that's a very important point. So when you come to John chapter 6, okay. uh, verse 35, Gospel of John chapter 6, verse 35, yes, sir. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Well, this tells us that man has an innate spiritual hunger. He has an innate spiritual thirst, and Jesus can satisfy that. But I said right. to you that you have seen me and do not believe. All that my Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me will in no wise cast out. Okay. Now, this is important, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him mm. who sent me, mm. this, verse 39, 
This is the will of the Father who sent me, ah. that of all that he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up on the last day. And this is the will, mm. this is important, this is the will of him who sent me, this is God the right, Father, right, right. that everyone who sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Yes. See how many times will is used in there? That is <laughs> that is packed. Yeah. That is packed. So you see, so what is the will of God? Well, the will of God is Jesus comes, the God-man. He, right. he's, he's heaven and earth, as you He's kind of this broker, this advocate in between. Right. And he's he comes down from heaven to reach all those that are going to believe on him, to restore that kingship, right. that rulership, you right. know, that is the will of mm, God. That's good. <laughs> that think? is good. Yeah, man. So God's will is actually written down. Okay. Well, yeah. then here's a question. So, how do we? Okay, actually, let's start before we really start digging into. Okay, we've already established that in order for God's will to truly, fully be done in our lives, first His kingdom must fully come. Otherwise, you and I are innately sinful, and we will continue to do things that are outside of God's will. Right? I think even. Paul says that in Romans when he says, I do not do the things that I want to do, but it is the thing that I do not want to do that I do, right? And then he becomes, he talks about how that's the sin within him. So, okay, so if we've established that, then how do we first of all know that we're not in God's will? All right, the first thing you want to do is getting God's will. And you look at 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2, we're just looking at these things that were blatantly uh, the will of God, right? Okay. So if you look at 1 Timothy chapter 2. Right. Uh, let me get there. I can look at this verse four. I believe is where we're going with this guy. Um, uh, look at verse um, verse three and four. All right. So this is First Timothy chapter two, verse three and four. Uh-huh. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay. So here we see it. It is His will. What? That all men be saved right. and come to the knowledge. So that is God's will. Jesus comes into the world. He says, I did not come into the world to judge the world. I came into the world to save uh -huh. the world. Uh -huh. Right after Adam and Eve sinned, they're covered them, their shame with fig leaves. They're hiding in the shade of the trees. They're cowering. What does it say? They heard God walking right. in the garden. God comes down right. and he's he's... He's somehow manifesting himself there. They can hear him walking, right? right? And then he comes to them and he says, Adam, where are you? Now, he knows where Adam is, mm. but he's searching for lost Adam. And he wants Adam to know he's lost. And then what does he do? He converses with him. Mm. He gives him promises. Mm. He gives him prohibitions. Right. And then, then he goes, he leaves, okay? Mm -hmm. What does Jesus come? He comes to seek yes. and to save uh, that which was lost. Oh, and he shows us. What a parallel. How, yes. What a parallel. Yeah. Wow. So the God is a seeking God, Tristan. Right. Always remember this. Right. He's not like remote and far away and mm. don't come near me and I mm. can't stand you and all this. No, he's he's Isaiah chapter 6. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 1 where it says, Come, let us reason together. Mm. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll, they'll be, be as white as, as snow. snow. Though they be as crimson, they'll be like, they'll wool. Be like wool. He right. wants, he is the, the father of the prodigal. He wants us to come to him. We resist him. Right. But look at his will here. What is his will? That people get saved. Yep. Same thing is repeated in 2 Peter <clears throat> chapter 3, 2 uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9. We're just going in general what some of his... You know, Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Uh -huh. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. See that wishing is also willing, right? Not willing that any should perish, right? So when we talk about God's will, it's His will that we come to Him. Yes, it's, it's like a father that has a prodigal son or a right. prodigal daughter that's really off the rails and drinking or doing this. Well, his love for the child hasn't diminished. He just wants mm. him to return into relationship. Mm. So too with God, he's a good father. Right. He doesn't want us. So when we talk about the will of God, we're going like big picture right. here. It is the will of God. So whenever you pray for somebody that's not saved, is okay. not yet a believer, you're in the will of God. Right. You're praying in the will of God and you're saying, Lord, please save this person. Please enlighten this person. And I'm claiming your promise that you say, I'm right. not willing that any should perish. Right. So to summarize, Mr. Martha, how would you, could you say in one or two sentences how we know we're not in God's will? Just kind of bringing mm. all of what we just said to like, just kind of like a, a mm -hmm. 
Number one, if we're outside of God's will, we're an unbeliever. We have no okay. desire for God. That's okay. that's number one. Okay. Number two, we have no hunger for the Word of God. Okay. It says in Peter, no desire, no hunger. As a, as a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the Word. Right. Number three, we have no desire to be with the people of God, mm. the family of God. Right. If you get a newborn baby, you do not teach him how to scream at night to right. be fed. He right. wants to be fed. Very true. He, he you take him away from his family, particularly his parents. He's going to really cry because he wants to be in community. Yes. He wants to be in that family unit. Yes. The other thing you can do as you grow, uh, you can reproduce. Mm. Okay, just like in the natural. Ah, yeah. And so you can right. start making disciples. Right. That is the will of God. So if you're not reproducing, you're yes. obviously not in God's well, will. Well, or you're right. weak. Or you're, you're weak. weak. Yeah, okay. Right. okay, or you're weak. Uh, and then there should be a certain set. We're going to look at this now in a minute. Um, very specific. Well, let's look at it now. Second okay, Thessalonians. Um, if you look at, uh, I, I'm sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 4. Okay. We're got, get, getting into more specific uh, will of God here. So now you're going to tell us a little more about some of the specific things yeah. that he tells us, like, like, okay, like sort of almost like Old Testament, like do not steal, do not cheat, like stuff like that sort of? Uh, yeah. It's going to sound these, these are These are ways to live a holy okay, life. Okay. Or to, let's put it this way. These are ways to live in the will of God. Okay, Let, great. That, maybe that's a better way. Awesome. First, look at First Thessalonians chapter 4. Right. Um, and you can start with, um, oh, yeah, start with verse 1. Okay. Through five. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter four, verses one through five. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Mm, your sanctification. Okay. Right. So this is the will of God. A, your sanctification. B, that you abstain from sexual immorality. See that each one of you know how to control his or her own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. And okay. he's, he's making a clear distinction between us Gentiles yes. and Gentiles that are not in God's word. Okay, right, okay. Well, because once you come to Christ, it doesn't matter if you were Jewish or Gent, you know, Greek, Roman, whatever, right. you are a new creation. Mm -hmm. we're, we are no longer, in a sense, like, how can I say this? We're no longer American, British... African, right. Chinese, we are, right. but nevertheless, we have a higher, a higher uh, membership, right. uh, family membership. Right. We are one in Christ now. That's why Paul will say, "There's neither Greek nor Jew, Scythian nor Greek." Right. We're, we're so, Mr. Murtha, in, in a sense, okay. Let, let, let me put it like this, and you confirm if this is a right mm -hmm. way of saying this. So, all right, first of all, the, the difference between man and with the animals, right? Like you just said, what makes man special sort of is his ability to be more like the divine, right? Like he's he, he has the ability to reason, right? He has the ability to um, think through why things are the way they are, right? He, right. And again, he was created in man, God's image, so it makes sense. Right. However, lust is sort of a way of saying he's going back to his natural, most basic instincts and becoming one with, I don't want to say his own evil, in like, but basically, maybe sort of like that. Would that be a, yeah, because, a decent way to say that? Again, when we're studying the will of God, we see big will of God. He's going to establish his kingdom. Right. Okay? As you narrow it down, he sends Jesus, who's going to do God's will, which right. is to rescue man. He said that in right. John chapter 16. Right. But then it says God's not willing that any should perish. But right. that, that, Both in 1 Timothy and also in 2 Peter. You just read it. Tristan, mm. okay, that's his will, the big will. Now we're coming down to specific will, and one of the things specific will of God is sexual sanctification. You right, know, that, right. that, in other words, Jesus says, "Look, it is written, or it's in the law, thou shalt not commit adultery." Right. But I say to you, right. if you lust in your heart after right. a woman, you've committed adultery. So he takes it to a deeper level for our right. sanctification, right. our holiness, because he wants us to grow in holiness now. So as we obey his will in this matter, mm -hmm. we become what we call as a sanctified vessel. You're walking in the Spirit, okay. the Holy Spirit. Okay. So he can be used, you're anointed, uh -huh. you can be guided. Uh, it's very powerful. Wow. Uh, and that's this is trips up a lot of people. Okay. Now here's why this is so important at many levels, not just for, I mean, for all believers. But oftentimes when I would do uh, workshops, uh, missionary workshops on different campuses. I mm -hmm. go to, you know, Moody uh -huh. or Cedarville or different colleges. Well, everybody in college, you know this as well as me, is looking for the will of God. Right. Because after, during college and right after college, you're making major life decisions. This is my career. 
Perhaps you're going to yes, get married. Right. Perhaps I'm going to relocate. Maybe I'm going to go for an advanced degree. Right. Should I do this? Should I do that? Right? You want to know you're in God's will. I'm talking about mature believers. But they can often get tripped up in this. Mm. They can. They want to know God's will here, right. but they're not obeying God's will here. Right. So that's why I say, here's, here's the revealed will of God. You're looking for the specific will regarding a personal right. matter in your life, right. which is hidden, so right. to speak. No, sure. You don't know fully. Sure. But as long as you're here, that's why I'm so big. What it says in Genesis chapter 24, okay. verse 27. This is when Abraham sends his chief servant to get a bride for his son Isaac. Right? Oh, yes. yes. And he, he doesn't, all he knows is he's going to go in that direction back to the homeland of Abraham. Yes. He wants him to take it from his uh-huh. lineage. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. But this. The servant doesn't know for sure, but he's going on the much. So I always say he's going on the spiritual headlights he has, right? And but he says something very important, Tristan. He says, "I being in the way, the Lord led me." So I'm in the general way. I'm going in this direction. I know there's somebody okay. there because I've been sent, but I don't know specifically who this girl is for my master's son, so, Isaac. So you're kind of saying it's like, okay, with a river, you can see for a short period of time how far the river goes and right. in what direction mm-hmm. it goes. But you really can't know where it goes unless, A, you're, you're using a GPS map like mm-hmm. God and you can see the entire river in its mm-hmm. entirety, or B, you get a raft and you go down the river and you let the river move you as you go. Are yeah. you kind of saying it's like that? Yeah, what I'm saying is you stay in that, you, you're, what you're doing is you're staying in the will of God right. as much as you know right. the will of God, right. that he may reveal to you then mm-hmm. what you don't know mm-hmm. concerning the will of God. Because okay. God is a revealer of secrets. Right. I mean, he will reveal stuff to us if we're trustworthy, right. if we're walking in the Holy Spirit. If we're carnal, let's say just on this verse where he reveals his will here, okay. and let's say, I, let's say I have a guy... In college, he's a senior. He really wants to serve God. He, really, but he's living with his girlfriend. Well, is he right. disobeying this command here? Yeah. Yeah. He See what I'm saying? Yeah. So he can't until he takes care of this matter. Right. Why? Why? Because he's not obeying the the revealed will of God here. Why would mm. he think God would reveal a specific thing for his life over here? So, Mr. Martha, you've kind of specified just now that there's kind of two kinds of wills, right? Mm. Like we, we, we have the known will, right? Uh-huh. Like we have the will revealed. that revealed. Okay, you, you mm-hmm. say revealed. So we have the revealed will, the mm-hmm. will that, okay, like like what we just read about sexual yeah. immorality, uh-huh. about not acting out of passion. Um, okay, so stuff like that. Stuff we yeah, know. Look at, look at, stay in that same book. Look okay. at chapter five. What does it say in okay, verse so 18? First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 18 says, um, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of okay. God in Christ be Jesus. Be a thankful person. Right, okay, be okay. thankful. You're sexually pure sanctified you're a thankful person you're thankful for god's blessing in your life your health your open doors the favor so you're what i'm saying you see how this guy is moving in the right direction yes Uh, so he's moving in what we're going to call the revealed will of god okay but it doesn't say in the bible you can't open to Second Thessalonians says, "Yes, oh, you should stay at school and get your master's degree in engineering." <laughs> and but that could be very important to know, right? Just like I don't know right. if I should get engaged to this girl, or should we give it another year? You see, yeah. but God, but and, and then once we get into this area, we're going to see that I think God delights mm. as long as we're in His will. Mm-hmm. I think He might delight mm-hmm. in our choices. Mm-hmm. In other words, He doesn't have us. You gotta be do this, do go uh-huh. to this school at this time. It might be a certain amount of freedom because you're 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 pleasing God okay. in your lifestyle. Okay, wow, that's that's something else. So we have the known will and we have the unknown will. Mm. Now, okay, so Mr. Martha, you said it's kind of like being in a. Okay, well, you gave the story of Genesis 24 where Abraham sends a servant out, and the servant said that he was pretty much in God's will. So like, so yeah. Here, here's what he knew, Tristan. If you okay. go back there. He's blessed by Abraham. Okay. He says, I want you to go find a bride for my son. That right. was often how they would do it in those days. Right. But he says, don't bring him among these people. These are unbelievable. I want you to go back to the, my fatherland. So he knows he's going in that direction, right? He right. knows he's going in that direction. But he doesn't know specifically mm-hmm. what girl is going to be the bride mm-hmm. for his... But but he he's getting confirmation along the way that he's, he's going in the right direction. And he says, Lord, reveal this girl to me. When I feed my kid, when I water the camels, maybe she's going to come up and show a real right. act of kindness and generosity. Right. That's going to help me. Therefore, he says this very important thing. He says, right. I being 
in the way the Lord led me. Okay. So my point being that is the more we stay in the way of God's commands, revealed commands, mm. the more he can lead us more specifically okay. into things that aren't clearly revealed. Okay. Does that you know, this makes sense. Actually, Jesus says kind of the same sort of thing to Nicodemus, if you remember. He says, so Nicodemus is is on a very surface level. Right? Uh-huh. Like he's, um, uh, he's trying to understand like some of the stuff Jesus says with like rebirth, for example. Uh-huh. Right? And Jesus like kind of... I mean, he's, you could tell that Jesus gets frustrated with Nicodemus because he says, you know, like, are you not a teacher of the law? Like, if you can't even understand the things that I'm telling you that are of this earth, how can I tell you? Heavenly yeah, things? yeah, that, that's a guy. So I like it's that. sort of like a, okay, so it's, so it's layered. And you can tell that it's layered because God has patterns like this where he does this with other things. Like his will, um, with revealing things, he has patterns as to how he reveals them. This is cool. What, what would you say, okay, let's say you, you're in God's known will. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. and let's go back to the story of Genesis twenty-four, where you kind of bring up how the servant asks God. Yeah, well, I'll, for a I'll sign. turn back there. Let me turn back. Is it there. is it wrong to ask God for a sign and to expect an answer? Because I feel like in today's age, I, whenever I think of signs, I think of the like Jesus accusing the the Pharisees of being a sinful generation asking for a sign. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, don't forget they wanted miracle sign. A lot of times, what people What's the want. Difference? Well, uh, a sign may just be. I got a letter of acceptance from this particular college. I didn't get it from oh, that okay. college. I was praying. I mean, like was, a sign just pointing you in a direction. Yeah, you just get a certain sense of it. So um, here's the thing. You don't want to rely on quote-unquote signs. If you know you're in the will of God and you're, you're moving in the right direction, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things shall be added to you. So you're moving in the will of God, but you're praying specifically. Let's say... Lord, I don't know. I, I'm at this point now uh, about going to this college mm-hmm. or that college, or should I take a year off and do this internship? You're praying earnestly for right. God. Now, he may confirm that by um, th- you get no letter of acceptance from this one, this door opens, that door closes, mm. or you might have wise people. The Bible clearly says there's wisdom in the abundance of counselors. Okay. One of the things in knowing God's will is not just his word, but the people he's put in your life, your oh. pastor, teachers people that are doesn't mean they're always speaking uh-huh. exactly but you might they might say something you might have experienced this Tristan, what kind of hits your heart right. like whoa right that was interesting right that was t- you don't go oh my goodness it's a sign it's just you internalize it you mm. say maybe that that was a word from the lord what right. i heard and so he's moving you the thing is we don't we don't live our spiritual life on high beams we, it's day by day, am mm. I right? You know, yeah, it's, it's, it really is. But you go as far as your spiritual headlights will take you, and then once you get there, they'll take you further. Mm. What a lot of people want is they want the 50-year plan. We don't know <laughs> the 50-year plan. They want the retirement I mean, plan. I've, I've been in a mission agency for 30 years. Uh-huh. We might place a person in this country, they learn the language, and two years later, the government revokes their visas or persecution comes. And they have to get over to a border country just to be safe. And then they're going to be over here. And a year later, they're supposed to be mm. teaching in this country in Central Africa. And they're teaching at a Bible school in Indiana because of the way does it. But what I'm saying is God moves, but you just move with God. Right. Here's what it says in, right. in uh, this 24. It's where Exodus chapter 24, where it says, Abraham, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 24. Abraham was old, advanced in years. Abraham said to his oldest servant, please put your hand under my thigh and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, who you will not take a wife for my son from among the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but you shall go to my country, to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. So he knows, he knows the general will here that God's blessing is upon Abraham. So he starts going in that direction. And then he says, um, he comes to this area, but he's not sure who who this might be. And so he says, um, he swears an oath, he blesses him. Then he goes with these 10 camels. Uh, and then in verse 11, it says, he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at right. evening. Then he said, oh, Lord, God. Notice he prays now. Right. God of my master, Abraham, please give me success this day. Show me kindness. Behold, here I stand at the well of the water. And the daughter's... Let the young woman to whom I say, please let down the pitcher that I may drink, says, drink it, and she will have my camels drink also. So he's looking for a special, Mm. specifically. Yes. 
he meets this woman, he gets favor with her, explains the situation, and that's what he's going to say in verse 27. And I, being in the way, the Lord led me. Mm. You see that? Yes. That's that's the principle here. Now, yep. it's not hard and fast, but the thing is, he was in the way. He was he was he was going as much as he knew it was God's will, but he didn't know which girl, which right. was going to be the potential wife. And that's where we we seek the Lord and uh, realizing God is a good God. You know, mm-hmm. it's like our parents. It's like your parents, my parents. They only want the best for their child, right? right. To grow up fully matured socially. Yes. Um, economically, uh, intellectually, spiritually. Well, but they're not saying you must be an electrical engineer or you must play pro football or you might. No, I mean, right. not a good parent. That's a bad parent. That's <laughs> good, you know. But he's saying, okay, here's your gifts. Anyway, I can help you in this gift and this. Unless you're doing something criminal or mm. outside, they, they are for you in your free choice. Sure. And I think God is similar in this, Tristan. Okay. He, he gives us, provided we're in his will, what, what 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 do you want? You know, I think sometimes God, that's nice. the beauty of it. You know, he's not like um, you're on this tightrope and if you slip <laughs> off, it's not like that. It is a straight and narrow way, but that's, that's that's the way of the of the. So, Mr. Murtha, sometimes you're saying, okay, like yes, God gives us signs, and sometimes in big decisions, God will make it clear to mm. us, like with a college letter, like He mm. might even just tell us, like this is this seems to be the direction that God's pointed me. But in other times, you're saying that sometimes being in God's will, um, as long as you're in His like known will, um, just means going about your daily life and trusting in God and seeking first the kingdom of heaven, and then He'll reveal everything else to you. Just by your freedom of choice. Right. You're walking in the Spirit. What, That's it's so what cool. the Bible calls. I like that. You're walking under the control of the Holy Spirit. That's a really right? personal relationship. Yeah. You know? That's the key. Wow. It's not like, in some religions, it's strict. You must pray this time in that direction. Don't okay. eat that. Yes. Eat that. Christian, the Christian faith is not It's not a master-servant. Mm. It's a father-son. Mm. It's a different relationship. Right. Now, we seek to do those things that please him. Yes. But because we do that... We can hear more and more. Mm. Here's the thing. God has no favorites, but he has intimates. Okay. God has no... What I mean by this is he doesn't... God is no respecter of persons, right? But he does reveal things to those he can trust. For example, you would not share a secret with somebody that you were at home from school on and a, on a bus. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. I to, but you might do it with somebody you're extremely close with, sure. your father, your best friend. So to God, he, he imparts stuff to us like he did with the apostles, to whom he can trust. Man. You see, the secret things belong to God and those wow. who seek him. You know, he, he's a revealer of secrets. Right. You know, yeah. and uh, the more we walk in the Holy Spirit, the more he trusts us, the more he trusts us, the more he uses us. That's the end, that's end game, you see. Such a good cycle. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so look at. Let's just look at Romans chapter twelve. Sounds for a great. Okay, um, look at Romans chapter twelve and read verse one, and you'll see how that ties into Second Thessalonians chapter four. Romans twelve verse one. Uh-huh. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Okay, what did what did it say in First Thessalonians chapter four verse three? Our sanctification, right? Our purity, sexual sanctification. Now he's saying here, what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. In other words, get it under control. Yes, self-control. Then he says something very interesting. That's our body. That's our physical. We want to yes. be conformed. Okay, but look what he does in verse two. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing. Oh, I like that. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God mm. and what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. There you go. Wow. It's almost that it almost has a sense of uh, degrees of revelation. It's here. like stages. Yeah. So first you have to discern what is the will of God, exactly. right? Okay. First you have to know what is. Well, his first will. you bring your body under subjection. Oh yes, yes. You bring your body under subjection, self-control. Okay. That could be. Sexual purity, right. that could be maybe fasting, that could be maybe I don't feel like going to church right. today, but I'm going to get myself out of bed the and go to church. The known will. The known will. That's it. Okay. Then it's, 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 it's watching the world. He says, don't be conformed to this world because the world wants to form you. It wants to form me. What do you mean the by that? The ideas of oh, the world, okay. the media, okay. the entertainment, the okay. language of the world. Right. But be the transformed. The operative word there is formed. We're either going to be conformed or transformed. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's just what Either it way, is. you're going to change. Yeah, you're going to be. There's no sitting on the railroad tracks. Mm. It's going to be either or, you know. Right. 
So he says, once you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, that's why we study scripture. You have to get your mind renewed. Mm. I have to get my mind reprogrammed. Yes. After all these years of living in the world. Yeah. Once you do that, now you might discern or test what is the good, what is the acceptable, and what is the perfect mm. will of God. Mm. In a sense, that's what we're studying here today on this program, Tristan. So is, go on. Can, can you explain a little the difference between good, acceptable, and perfect? I think perfect is obvious. But then again, actually, no, no, because here, here's my thing. God made the Garden of Eden, right? Mm -hmm. And he said for almost each day, it is good, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe that, okay, he created the earth in seven days, right? The seventh day he took it as rest. Seven is a number of perfection. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily see how God could make something that isn't good, acceptable, and perfect. And aren't those all the same technically when you see I mean, when you see it through the God scope, could you explain a little more to me? Well, well yeah. I mean, if you look at, just look at Jesus, well, his, his relationships when he's on the earth. He, he's got, he chooses 12 men, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to reveal secrets to them. Okay. He even says in Matthew chapter 13, unto you is given to know the secrets of the kingdom. And he opens up the parables right. to them. Mysteries of the kingdom. Right. But of that 12, he's got three. His inner circle. John, James, and Peter. Yes. They are on the Mount of Transfiguration. Yes. They are with him when he goes into the room with that dead girl yes. who's lying in the bed. They are with him. At the, they're, they're unique. They're, he right. reveals more to them, it seems like. Yes. This. And then he's got John. The disciple he the, loved. He loved. And yes. he's... He's very close. He will get the book of Revelation. Yes. He, what I'm, he saw Jesus yeah, coming again. Exactly right. Yes. So you got 1, 3, 12, 70, Pentecost 120. Wow. You see? But each of those, in a sense, received revelation. Mm -hmm. the, the inner, the three saw stuff the others didn't see. They just weren't at the Mount of Trinity. Yes. But the 12 got stuff that the 70 that Jesus sent out preaching, memory sends them yes. out, yes. didn't get the, what the 12 had. And, the, and, the, and those 70 had experiences the 120 in the upper room did. My point being that the closer you are to Jesus, the more he was revealing right. of what he wanted them to do. Right. He can, they can be trusted. You see? Mm. So when you, this idea of what is the, uh, good, acceptable, perfect will of God. I don't want to make a hard case for this, but some people just live in a really general will of God. I know there's a God. I know he's given us commandments. I know that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave and I can have a new life in him. And that's where they kind of stay. Right. You know, I'm not right. criticized. I'm just right. saying. But then there's others who dig in and they want to live a sanctified life and they want the word of God to dwell in them originally. They want to seek the Lord. And and quite honestly, Jesus says in John chapter 15, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will you bear much fruit. You, yeah. you see, that that's a promise. Now, some people, it's all of us, each one of us is responsible for our own relationship mm -hmm. with God, mm -hmm. even after we come to Jesus. But I believe there are levels that we can keep pressing in. That's why the Bible says clearly, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you yes. and draw near to God. Yes. You see that in James chapter 4. Yes. So the thing about life is following his revealed will, which we just looked at a couple this morning, it moves you more and more into this more specific will of God. Mm -hmm. okay. See, that, that's a very powerful wow. thing. That's our life's journey is to right. know him and to make him known. So so can you can you summarize then? Like what exactly you consider to be good, what what an example could be of perfect and what an example could be of acceptable, just so I can see the the clear Well, it's good it, God's good will is to be saved. We okay. know okay. he's not willing that any should perish. Mm -hmm. So it's you're in his will if you get saved. Yes. Um you're in his will if you are um under authority, okay. you're in a you're in a committed community of believers at okay. church. Okay, yes, you're in His will if you seek to do those things that please Him. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, what what kind of life do we cultivate? You mm -hmm. know, do I want to press that even in further? Uh, do I want to seek the Lord? Do I want to pray? Do I want to intercede for others? Do mm -hmm. I want to share the gospel? Do I want to learn right. and be discipled? Not every everybody's at different stages. Yes. you know, just like the, I said about the apostles were yes. different than the disciples. So I don't want to delineate this too but much, but it's suggested. See, mm -hmm. there's three phases or stages, as you say, Tristan. Yes. Well, it says in Peter, as a newborn babe desire the sincere milk of the word. Yes. Jesus says man shall not live by bread alone. Bread alone but 
Paul says to the Corinthians, I wanted to feed you solid strong food. meat strong or meat. solid. See those the different levels. Yes. According to a baby can uh -huh. eat strong meat. So too, when the seed is planted in the ground, Jesus says, and it takes root, it's going to bear fruit 30, mm. 60, 100 fold. Mm. Do you understand? There seem to be... So this is sort of a plan of cultivation. Progression. Really perhaps a there's progression. a progression. Wow. Perhaps there's a progression. Very cool. Yeah, and, and that's for each one of us. Right. You know, um, you almost have to think of yourself as an as a company that you're investing in. Okay. When you when you're like here studying the Word of God, well, you could be out swimming or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, we just choose. Not that it's bad. But I'm just saying we make choices. We right. make choices. If you choose to work out three to four hours a day per week uh -huh. at the end of a year, you're going to be you're going to see results. You're going to see results. If you choose to um, be a painter and you're willing to put in three, four, five hours a day mm -hmm. and learn from a master mm -hmm. painter, probably at the end of two years, you're going to be pretty good. That's cool. Whatever you invest in. That's why somebody as well said, practice does not make perfect, but practice makes permanent. Because if I'm practicing mm. a golf swing and it's an imperfect golf swing, I'm just going to, if I go out <laughs> practice, it's just going to be an imperfect, you see. <laughs> but practice makes permanent. And that the more you do, the more you're able to do. The more you do, the more you're able to do. Mm. And that's why Jesus says, to him whom is given, more will be given. To him who is doesn't work on what he has yes. will be taken away. Right. And, and you'll see this in the physical. Again, if, if, if I broke my leg and I'm in the hospital for a month, what happens to my leg muscles? Do they just stay the same? No, they're going to get weaker. They atrophy. Yes. They get weaker. But if I run every day, I lift weights every day, do leg presses and everything right. else, what's going to happen to my leg? It's going to get better. That's called the principle of usage. Sweet. If I don't use those spiritual muscles, they don't remain the same. They atrophy. They get weaker and weaker. Right. If I use them, they get stronger and stronger That's and stronger. That's so cool. I like That's that a, a principle. lot. It's a, it's a kingdom principle. Man. So then, Mr. Murtha, let's say, okay. So we've talked about sort of the foundation of, okay, what is God's will? How, mm -hmm. Like, like how do we, first of all, what do you need to do? Well, you need to establish that, like, you're underneath the kingship of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Then you need to learn, okay, what is God's known will, right? We talked about that. We talked about God's unknown will. Let's say that you're somebody who does God's known will, his unknown will, as best you can, uh -huh. and you stay underneath his kingship. Right. What then would you say as a result of staying in the... the just God's will in general. Like, what are what are results that we would see as people of um, doing as God right. kind of asks of us, you know? Well, well, yeah. I mean, what was Paul's main prayer for the people he led to Christ? He says, I want to see you come into the full stature who are you to be in Christ Jesus. In okay. other words, he wants to see us grown up to be fully mature Christians. To be a fully mature Christian. Not that any of us ever arrive, but it means that, well, again... If you look at John chapter 15, I mean, okay. it's right there in two verses. Right. But if you look at John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8, Jesus says something very, I think is extremely powerful here. This is the will of God. Okay. If John 7 and 8. Yeah. This, if, now, just read one verse at a time. Okay. Uh, we'll read verse 7 first. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Okay. Now, this is this is powerful because Jesus is speaking to... This is one of his last speeches with only his people here. Right. This is not to the multitude. Right. But he's given us credible in, in, instructions for the will of God. Mm. What does he want us to do there? To abide in him. Stay close to him. Okay. Be, as Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But mm. You're close. So you abide in him, but he also wants what? His word yes. to abide in you. It's a give take. It's like you well, you put in you like sort of like a symbiotic relationship. Well, he's the living word. Right. This is the written word. Okay. Okay. He wants us to have a, a close personal relationship with him, draw nigh into God, and mm -hmm. he would draw near to you. You want to stay close to him, do those things that are pleasing. Like a friendship. Yes. You want to stay close with your friend, right? Yes, no I do. argumentation. Of course. Okay. Then he says, that's abiding in Christ, but then he wants his word abiding in you. Right. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. Right. Uh, it says in Colossians, uh, let the word of God dwell in your heart richly. In other right. words, really have your God's word in there. Right. As a result, those are the two requirements. But what's the first benefit or the result of that in verse 7? In verse 7, it says that you can ask for anything that you wish and it will be done for you. What does that suggest? Well, it suggests a powerful prayer. Oh, there you go. You just said what would be the marks of a mature Christian. Ah, or a, powerful prayer I'm life. I'm talking a powerful prayer life. Okay, okay. okay. Can you give me an example? 
Yeah, I've been a believer now for 1975. Okay, oh, a little wow. less than 50. I, there are people that you know get through to heaven. <laughs> they got All believers have access. Right. Okay, oh, oh, we just do. Right. It says that he was come boldly to the throne room. Okay. Right. But some people pray and they see results. Okay, <laughs> that can be us right. if we, we seek the Lord. Okay, you were at my mission headquarters in Philadelphia, right? Mm. That's all as a result of prayer. I'm telling you, it's the castle, the plane, everything is a result of prayer. Awesome. They send out people to 50 countries around the world. It's mm. about prayer. My point being that God wants, this is his will for us, mm. Christian. You see, stay close to him, his word, and he wants it to have, a, not just the uh, Lord help all the poor people in the world, bless all the ministry. I mean like, Lord, really help my cousin. He's right. an alcoholic. I want to see him break this. Lord, really help me. Give me favor, Lord. I'm trying to get into this master's program. I think it will benefit my career and I can touch a lot of people. Lord, help. And you're seeing mm. things mm. happen. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So number, okay, that's the first result or benefit. Read verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to me my disciples. Okay, now I there's think three, I know where you're going with three this. benefits here. <laughs> you see the three benefits? I do. What are they? Number one um, is what? Okay, first... Wait, are we including verse 7? No. Okay, so in verse 8 it says, first, by this my Father's glory. Stop. What is the purpose of us being on this planet? Glorifying God. End, end game. Mm. End of game. Yep. Jesus says that in John 7, I came to glorify you, Father, I have glorified you. Right. The whole reason mankind is mixed up today, Tristan, mm -hmm. they do not know what they're doing on this planet. Mm. If man doesn't know what he's doing, he just keeps bumping into each other. Yeah. He might acquire a lot of little tools and jewels and all this other stuff here and there and toys, right. but he doesn't know that the, our purpose here is to glorify God. Right. It's like in the natural, really at a very basic level, our purpose as children, as sons and daughters, is really to bring honor to our family name, Yes, ideally. okay. But how much more so when we say, our Father who art in heaven, what? Hallowed be, be your name. name. I want my life to somehow to bring glory to our, my heavenly Father. You see? You know what? Okay, so if we're going back to the Lord's Prayer, this is yeah. funny how we keep going back. We're going to end up, yeah. <laughs> uh, it says, thy kingdom, first of all, that's like our Father who art in heaven, right? Mm -hmm. So first we address God. Then we glorify him. Hallowed be your name, right? Yes. Then it says, immediately after, verses 10 of Matthew 6, thy kingdom come. Thy will, will be, be done. done. So, man, that if well, well put, Mr. And Martin. then he well gives put. us these four ways to do it. Number right. one, give me this day my daily bread. Uh, my needs right. are met. Yes. Number two, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass. Right. But then he goes right in, deliver me, lead, from, us lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. Ah. Deliver me. See, he's he's given yeah. us all these practical. See what and you know where he goes with that? All right, you know how we talked earlier at the beginning of the, the, the today's show about how um, like Jesus says one thing in the beginning of his life, where he says like, "I would, I, d d did you not know that I'd be about my father's business?" At the end of his life, he says, "It is finished." What is finished? His father's business. The beginning of that prayer is glorifying God, like uh, our Father in heaven, hallowed mm -hmm. be the name. That kingdom come, that will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then it says, "For thine is the kingdom." The power there and you it go. ends on the word glory. There you go. It starts with glory and it ends yeah, with glory. Right. And then it go. says amen. That's there, truth. Yeah, you know what I mean? That is. That's wow. it. That's why that's when, when you study the life of Jesus and see unbelievers don't see this. When you really get into it, this word of God, it, it's it's like looking at a diamond and you're turning it and you're seeing it. You just saw another facet of light. It reflected a blue light. It's a little bit of a mm. yellow. It's a men could not sit down and write that. Men could not write the Lord's Prayer. It's too good. It's just too... It's you got to be on the inside. The other day I was like, I wonder... This is a weird thought I had. Sometimes I have random thoughts. I was like, you know, I wonder what it would take to like, like how much time it would take to just try and think of something that would like possibly sound even close to like the depth that anything in the Bible sounds like. You know what and I mean? That, and that 2000 years ago, <laughs> yeah. people would still find it interesting. Yeah. I mean, and this is of, it through translation. This isn't even in its native language. Think about the best book you ever read growing up. Maybe you had an assignment right. in English or something. I, you know, I, I read some good books to kill a mockingbird or this or that. But I mean, how many times can you reread that book? Twice, yeah. three times. Yeah. I mean, you get sick. But of this it. thing, it causes you to mm. dive deeper and deeper. Right. They, they compare it. The theologians compared the the Bible to the to an ocean. A little baby can sit by the edge of the ocean with a little bucket and that and can right. play. And the little toddlers can with their uh, you know the little 
a little life saving. <laughs> they can paddle around in mm. the deeper. But the older kids, they can they can actually swim a little bit. Yeah. But then the teenagers can put on a little snorkel thing, and they're out there snorkeling. Mm. But the older ones can actually put on serious. <laughs> yes. You know, but you can hire a boat and go out skin down, you know, deep yeah. sea down. Yeah. So they're all in the ocean. Man. But it's it's it wow. has no bottom. To wow. It. You know, it's it, that's wow. This thing ain't going anywhere. Man. You know, and that's why again, if you're a believer, you can see it. Unbeliever. Yep. The preaching of the gospel is foolishness. God is before I came to Christ, Tristan. I I could study text in Buddhism and Taoism and different philosophies. I could kind of get it and grasp it. Mm. The Word of God or the Bible just didn't have relevance to me. Right. You know, the, I mm. like the parables and the boy with the slingshot. Yep. He kills a giant, a big boat. You know, I, I just <laughs> couldn't put it on. Once I came to Christ, all my other books were like cotton candy. That's awesome. You know, I discovered awesome. a stake. So okay, let's finish up with this. So. So there he goes. We, we did the first one. Our okay. Father is glorified. Right now. Okay. Now, the second one I think you were going to say is going to be that we bear much fruit. That's key. Okay. You want to bear fruit. Remember I said about reproduction? Yes. That fruit can be of many things, but one is uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Mm. You know, number two is you bear fruit by doing good deeds. Right. It says that in Hebrews. Number three, you bear fruit by making disciples. Right. Okay, so there, there, that comes about by abiding in Christ and his word abides in you. Wait, what did you say the number one way to make fruit was? Make, so, to bear, make disciples, right? Well, number yeah, it, it, number one is disciples. Number two is bearing fruit is uh, spiritual fruit. <clears throat> Galatians five, love, joy, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, yes. joy, peace, long suffering, patience, kindness, gentleness, and good works are described as uh, you do a good deed is described as a good work. Mm. Um, giving, you know, is, mm. is a good work, is a fruit, is mm. a fruit. You can praise God. That's the fruit of your lips. There's all kinds of different. That's another day, right. another study. Okay, so now he says, you'll glorify God. He says, you'll bear much fruit. And right. then what does he say? And so prove to be my disciple. There you, you know, go. Who wants funny. to be called a disciple by Jesus? Himself? I mean, I'd be down. Yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny, though, that, uh, you know the saying, uh, it takes one to know one? Mm. I'd say here, like, it's really cool to say, like, that you're proving to be my disciples by bearing much fruit because you can almost say like it takes one to bear one. Yeah, you right. Good I mean? point. Yeah, I think that's very good. Yeah. So you got the two requirements, and the four benefits. Right. So the, the, you know, this is on each one of us to draw near to Jesus, stay close to Jesus, and number two, allow His Word to be dwelling richly in our mm. hearts. That's good. Most people don't, for whatever reason. It takes you know, you know, we're all in process. Don't get me wrong. But then these four benefits. Number one, you'll have an effectual prayer life. Right. Number two, you're going to bear much fruit. Okay. Number three, Jesus says, I will call you my disciple. And number four, you'll glorify God. Man. That is, that's end game right there. That's that's so that's, cool. that's That's the decoder ring. Okay, wow. that's, that's that. Wow. That's it. You know that's what I mean? Awesome. That, there's the instructional manual. Mm. And uh, to know the will of God, this is the will of God. Wow. Right, what we just read. And uh, it's to our benefit. Mm. It's to our benefit that we do this. Uh, because hey, you know we only have so much time on this planet, man. But um, like I said, we can pick this up again, Tristan, about knowing God's will and doing God's will. But it's the safest place to be. You know, man. it's just safe the place to be. Thanks for yeah. showing me all yeah. that, Mr. Murphy. Yeah. That was really cool. Well, well, when we thank everybody for tuning in again, this is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Uh, we look forward next week. I know we have some special guests lined up as we go into the summer. And I just pray that you all, now that we come out of COVID, seemingly, you know, thank God, and that you have a blessed and, and a safe summer. So thanks again, Tristan, for being part of the show. Yes, sir. And we look forward to uh, next week. God bless you all. Take care, Have everybody. a great weekend.